Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Wake up, Valley sports fans. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Welcome to Bickley and Murata Mornings, day two of a brand new week. And we're going to get started today with the news that NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is Uh-oh. up for the new job to lead Disney. Have you seen this? I did not How many? see this. Oh, you haven't seen this? No. Oh, he's reportedly one of the finalists to uh, succeed Bob Iger. Think about Adam Silver and how much good he could do at the park. Greeter at Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Think about all the side things he could do. Singing Be Our Guest as the... Singing Be Our Guest. Candlestick. As Lumiere? He does have a little bit of Lumiere. He does. Oh, that is too good. An alien in Tomorrowland? Yes! Wouldn't that scare kids, though? He could just kind of loiter around Space Mountain. That would be a little freaky. Yeah. There's that strange... Mommy, there's that strange man loitering again. Son, that's only Adam Silver. Could you imagine having a CEO you could not let on the premises for fear of scaring the customers? Jeez. <laughs> oh, Come on, Jared, help me out here. Well, Where are you? Okay, so I'm. I'm. He just wiped it, out his whole kebab. For that's, what, that's what I'm debating in my head. What to what to like use up here and what to save for yeah, Friday? Because right. this is such a rich, delicious, it is? uh, isn't it? Topic. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That. It's interesting how you could see, you hear about things like this where it's people that have nothing to do with, like he runs in a professional sports league. Mm-hmm. Why would he be good at running okay, a, that's a corporation? A great, okay, no, that's a great question. Clearly We're seeing that right now with the Pac-12. No, no, I think Adam Silver clearly is all the managerial chops, but what job would you rather have? If you're CEO of Disney, you're probably making what, $100 million a year? Probably. Probably something re- a big, big number. Yeah, you don't have the aggravations, but you don't have the fame. You don't get to give people trophies. You know what I mean? You don't. It's get- definitely not. I mean, it's cool, but it's not the same level. It's of cool. not yeah. right. So why? Uh, but then again, have you seen this guy, Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, Did, he makes ten it- million as the commissioner of the NBA. Okay, so right. but uh, yes, and and the the CEO of Disney only makes one million a year. Is that true? In base base salary. But Bob Bob Iger's net worth is $690 million. You get about about $50 million a year in Mickey ears as compensation. (laughs) And churros. And churros. And all the dole dole whip you can eat. Oh, oh, now that's a perk. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Oh, man. Is that your Disney treat? Dole whip? It it really is delicious. It really is. Okay. So that's a good way to start the show. I'm glad I surprised all of you with that. Yeah. Do you have any surprises? Prizes for me. <laughs> I was going to talk about uh, a sequel, <laughs> kind of forty-one years in the making. 
42 years in the making. History of the World Part 2, the first part of it was streaming last night. Did you, are you a Mel Brooks guy? I, I, I think I used to be. Mel, I, uh, History of the World Part 1 came out in 1981. It was a movie I've probably seen 200 times in my life. Okay. I love that movie. 42 years later, they're finally doing okay, a sequel. Isn't he the guy that can't make a movie in 2023 because of his sense of humor? Isn't he from a different era? No, is, no he's not. It's what stupid people on the internet say that he can't do. Okay. They, they always point out the Blazing Saddles. That could never be made today because it's fine. idiots it who don't understand, right. they don't understand what Blazing Saddles it's was about. Same, it's the same people that say that about All in the Family and Archie Bunker. Right. They, they don't understand they he was the, the goal joke of the, show. of the Yes, the, exactly. Right. But, yeah. but History of the World Part Two is a TV show. It's not a movie. It, but it's still based, you know, yeah, it's yeah. still got sequel Did you watch feel it? to it. I, I watched like the first three sketches and then I fell asleep. But I will I will watch all It's got a million stars. Really? It does. It's like a four-night really? streaming event. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I just got a... I uh, had no idea. A uh, email to promote vasectomy-themed beef jerky. Did you really? For the NCAA tournament. Wow. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, Delicious. It's uh, the hot season for vasectomies, the NCAA tournament. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Grab your bag of frozen peas and watch some hoops, kids. Grab us something. Start the show, Ferret. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Kevin Durant's arrival in Phoenix has certainly had a wave of positive results, including on Devin Booker, who was once again named the Western Conference Player of the Week on Monday. Booker averaged 36 points per game in the Suns, three wins with Durant on the floor, shooting 56% from the floor. And he also contributed 7.7 assists and 5.3 rebounds per game. Book has scored 35 or more points in three straight games, which is tied for the longest such streak of his career. It's the seventh time uh, he's won the weekly award, tying Steve Nash's franchise record. Booker, Durant, and the Suns will host the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow night at Footprint Center. The countdown I was thinking continues. Mikhail Bridges kind of got ripped off. Uh, well, he, he uh, was up for the Eastern Conference. Oh, that's Award. right. They do it by but conference. Julius right. Randle that's got right. that. I think oh, Bridges was probably high up in okay. the building there. But yeah. Uh, Monday night, the NBA Cleveland went overtime to beat Boston 118-114. Donovan Mitchell, 40 points. Celtics have now lost three straight. They did play without Jason Tatum. Philadelphia outlasted Indiana 147-143 in the second highest scoring game of the season. Joel Embiid, 42 points. James Harden had 20 assists. This assault on stat sheets is crazy. What's going on in the NBA? Yeah. Sunday was a record for the most players scoring 30 or more points in a mm-hmm. single day in the mm-hmm. NBA. Uh, elsewhere, Denver top Toronto. Toronto 118-113. Sacramento took down New Orleans. The Kings shot 57%, and they are now just a half game behind Memphis for the two-seed in the mm-hmm. West. Can you believe it? Yes, I actually can. <laughs> Jarrett called them the try-hard Kings yesterday. Yeah, that's what also I was just thinking when you said that, all the stats that are being put up. Yes. That's what happens when not everybody tries at the same time. That's true. 
Uh, let the roster shuffling in the NHL begin. The Arizona Cardinals, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, expected to move on from center Rodney Hudson, who is very much a retirement possibility. Hudson played in a total of 16 games in two seasons with the Cardinals after they gave up a third-round pick to get him from Las Vegas in March of 2021. Rappaport also says wide receiver Chosen Anderson should be released soon, a move that would save Arizona $12 million off the cap. They gave up a sixth-round pick in 2024 and a seventh-round pick in 2025 oh to get him, and he caught seven passes in oh ten boy. games. What a disastrous, stupid acquisition that was. <laughs> Cardinals have also claimed offensive lineman Hayden Howerton Ooh. off waivers from the New England Patriots. He was a rookie free agent out of SMU, spent a few months on New England's practice squad. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks signing quarterback Geno Smith to a three-year $105 million deal, according to reports. Smith, the reigning comeback player of the year, Set to become a free agent. That won't happen now. He threw for over 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns and led the league in completion percentage. The reported deal between the Saints and Derek Carr, four years on $150 million with $100 million in total guarantees. Carr moves on after becoming the Raiders' all-time leader in passing yardage and touchdowns, but a 63-79 and record as a starter in nine years. He was released by the Raiders on Valentine's Day. That's a lot of money. That's not very nice. <laughs> Releasing your franchise quarterback on Valentine's Day? Ending Derek. a nine-year relationship yeah. on Valentine's right. Day? Well, would you be right. my... Va- nah, never mind. Get never mind. Yeah. Uh, Raiders <laughs> running back Josh Jacobs has received the team's franchise tag, according to reports. He'll earn $10.1 million in 2023 if a long-term contract cannot be negotiated. Led the league with over 1,600 y- rushing yards and 12 touchdowns. NFL high, 393 touches. Cowboys using their franchise tag on uh, running back Tony, Tony Pollard. Kansas City Chiefs expected to release Pro Bowl defensive end Frank Clark and will not use their franchise tag on left tackle Orlando Brown. The Jaguars are using their franchise tag on tight end Evan Ingram. They also reinstated wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Remember him? I do. One year suspension for gambling is now up. Coyotes on home ice tonight. They're hosting the St. Louis Blues at Mullet Arena. Third and final meeting between the two teams this season. They've split the first two, which included a 5-0 Coyotes win at Mullet back on January 26th. Tonight's game gets underway at 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app in 98.7. D-backs got smoked in surprise 10-1 by the Kansas City Royals in Cactus League play. Right-handers Jure Jamison allowed three runs over two and two-thirds innings. Did strike out five. D-backs will host the Oakland A's at Salt River Fields this afternoon at 110. I don't know if you've seen some of the reports out of guys in the uh, Cactus League, but they've unanimously all been saying the same thing. They cannot believe how cold it's been here this spring. <laughs> they, they have a point. They're all like, it's freezing, man. I, I, I fully admit I'm getting less tough as I get older, and I'm I'm up for some warmer weather right now. Yeah, It's coming. It's, it's oh, yeah. coming. Yeah. Uh, the World Baseball Classic gets underway tonight with a Pool A game in Taiwan. The Netherlands going up against Cuba in a contest that gets underway at 9 o'clock. Pool C and D games in Phoenix and Miami start on Saturday. U.S. will take on Great Britain at 7 o'clock Saturday they night at Chase Field. They play baseball in Great Britain? They do. 
Let's see how they do in this uh, tournament. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. there's, there's very loose eligibility rules here. If you're uh, if you have a parent of descent or from a country, you okay. can play for them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a couple of Arizona college hoops teams in action today in conference tournament play. Bryce Drew's fifth seed at GCU Lopes are in action at the WAC tournament in Las Vegas, facing 12 seed UT Arlington at three o'clock. And then it's the NAU Lumberjacks in the semifinals of the Big Sky Tournament in Boise uh, at 6.30. They're 11-22, and 22, but uh, coming off their stunning upset of top seed at Eastern Washington on Sunday night. And the new AP Top 25 college basketball rankings came out yesterday. Houston remains number one. UCLA jumps all the way up to number two, followed by Kansas, Alabama, and Purdue. Arizona is apparently just immune from falling in this poll. They, they lose two out of their last three. They're still number eight. You're kidding. No. <laughs> Doesn't matter. None of this matters. They're still number eight. I can't wait to ask Bobby Hurley about that today. <laughs> That's going to be good. There you go. There's your splash for Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. Coming up next, the countdown to KD's home opener in Phoenix is getting closer and closer. We'll get to it next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Pickley and Murata. Pickley and Vince Murata. Pickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I'm glad I was able to get a couple on the road to get my feet wet because I know it's going to be loud in there um, Wednesday, I think. So looking forward to our fans. I'm sh- I know they can't wait to, to see us out on the floor. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back home for a couple days. Kevin Durant following the Suns win over the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday. Looking forward to Wednesday night, tomorrow night, Suns and Thunder in the uh, home uh, debut of Kevin Durant. And all those fears about a minute restriction are now apparently in the rearview mirror as well. The buzz that the Suns felt in the mm. arena when Kevin Durant was just sitting on the bench in street clothes was palpable. Yeah. I can't even imagine what the energy is going to be like tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I think you probably can, actually. For a regular season game? I don't think so. I mean, so. you've been there forever. If anybody can imagine what it's going to be like, it'd be you. So it, it probably holds a little bit more weight than I'm saying that, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> so, well I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I can kind of imagine what it's going to be like. I think it's going to be probably as as crazy and as an introduction as we've seen. And I'm trying to think back of what would be a recent comp in terms of um, a long-awaited introduction. And to me, I think, okay, there's a couple factors here. The flirtation with Kevin Durant last summer. Mm-hmm. Then for it to happen, and then for it to happen for three weeks before he's ready to play, yes, and then for him to begin on the road, this and then to play yeah. three straight. So there's like three different tiers here where he's been around, and yet he hasn't played a home game yet. I don't know. So it's, similar to the to the Shaq introduction, yeah. because Shaq didn't play right away. Okay, he, the trade happened. And it was like a two week period. He was coming back from a hip injury. Before he played, and I was at that game, the first home game for Shaquille O'Neal against the Lakers. The Lakers beat them, um, but that was just the first taste of disappointment after that trade mm-hmm. because the Suns were in first yeah. when they made that deal, and you know just kind of petered out of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's going to be. I'm, I mean, clearly it's something that Kevin Durant is already aware of. Clearly, it's something his team, his new teammates, have told him about. Mm-hmm. It's something he felt at that introductory press conference. James Jones talked about it on this radio show. Talked about how it's live 
in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't think there's really any surprises awaiting Kevin Durant other than I think he's really wondering what this is all about. Because, again, this is a player who is who is coming from the East Coast, a player who's been in a lot of contentious um, relationships when it comes to cities and teams he plays for and that kind of stuff. And now he's walking into a place that's just ready to put their arms around him. Mm -hmm. He's I mean, and this was prior to even playing the first game. We were like that. And, and so it's the excitement of who he is and what he can bring this market. And he, so there's a ton of of like free early honeymoon love coming to him. And I th- that's what I think tomorrow night's going to be about. Yes. Just how, how loud is it going to get and what is it going to pull out of Kevin Durant? But now it also comes, you know, the early returns have been so positive. 3-0. and Everybody around the league, if you if you watch the national shows and the panel shows, they're talking about how unstoppable the Suns' offense looks. So there's expectations stapled to this now. Uh, this is not just a 20-game ride to the end of the season. There are expectations now on the Phoenix Suns that are, people are putting on them. Championship or bust, whether that's fair or not remains to be seen. But you know, here's Jalen Rose from ESPN. Have the Suns ever won a championship in the history no. of their franchise? No. Will Kevin Durant bring them one? That's a great question. Well, if he great does, then it was worth it. You know what? KD will deliver a championship in Phoenix. And then it will be a So that means it's worth it. I believe I think we won. Yeah. Don't you, don't you love somebody who hasn't even thought of the question a second ago, now is answering with that kind of conviction? Yeah. Oh, gee, I never thought of it. Let me hold yes, on. Yes, he will. Yes, they're going to win. With- <laughs> All right. And you cannot tell me otherwise. <laughs> right. I put a lot of time I'm into convicted. this. I put a lot of time and thought into this. <laughs> yeah, that's um but but that is the whole point. And and I do think I don't I, I don't agree it's championship or bust. I do think it's finals or bust for the Suns. And I do think that applies to this year only because of what's going on in the West. It just it seems like everything around them is just falling apart. And it's just right there to be had. Yeah, and again, another one of those early returns has been Devin Booker. Um, Devin Booker, before Kevin Durant made his debut, was kind of struggling to find his footing coming back from from his own injury, the groin injury. He was not playing his best basketball. <laughs> he looks like a different player yeah. with Kevin Durant on the floor and talked about it Sunday, his instant chemistry with KD. Yeah, I, mean, I said it when we first made the trade. And, you know, he he's somebody that's a plug-in player. You can put him in any environment, any offense, any set, and, you know, he's going to be efficient. He's going to make sure other people get open looks, and, you know, he's going to play the right way. Um, and tonight was another example of that all we're trying to do is win out there and you know play the game the right way you know Dallas was laying off of whoever our fourth or fifth man was and just giving wide open shots and you know Ish came in in the second half and and made him pay for that and that is something the Suns are going to face the rest of the way defenses will be geared to force the fifth guy on that floor we talked about it before the debut Mm -hmm. who's going to be that fifth guy in the starting lineup well starting lineup becomes less important maybe who's that fifth guy in clutch time situations and we saw it on Sunday Mm -hmm. and tip of the cap to Ish Wainwright he answered the call there's a bunch of different candidates for that role Damian Lee is a candidate Torrey Craig's a candidate I think Terrence Ross in certain situations could be that guy Ish Wainwright's probably going to be that guy until he plays himself out of that role Vinny this is the the heaviest the heaviest question that came out of that Suns victory against the Mavs, and there was nothing bad about that victory, but nope. the heavy question that came out of it is exactly what you're asking. If you get into a tight game like that in the playoffs, who is that guy going to be? Because that guy is going to be open. 
And so you would want it to be a good shooter, but is Damian Lee really going to be on the floor with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter? I don't know. Playoff game? He's probably, of, of the guys we just mentioned, or all the guys, and I'd even throw in Josh Okogi, who had been in that role and, and, and had a, a, a rough shooting game on Sunday, but Damian Lee's by far the best knockdown shooter of that bunch. But you're gonna, you, you would, I would think you'd have to have somebody with more size yes. and more defensive ability that yeah. time of a game in a playoff game. So I don't think by definition you're going to have your best shooter out there. I think you're going to have your best shooter that's also a two-way combo player. Yes. And so then it becomes a question, is that guy going to take that shot? And that's this, what was okay. impressive about Ish on oh, yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah. Not only did he make but, them, but just to get over the the mental hurdles of, hey, I'm on the floor with Kevin I'm, Durant and Devin Booker, yes. and I'm the go-to guy oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you could see the guys talking to Ish after the game, like way to way to join us, man. Way to come up into that atmosphere with us, yeah. Because that's it's yeah, it's hard to breathe that we that that level, yeah. So and again, and and props to Ish for doing that. I just wonder, are they going to have guys who can do it? And are allowed to do it when you get into the playoffs. Because yeah. that guy's going to be open. I can guarantee you that. Because well, otherwise teams are going to get cooked. Just imagine if Ish didn't knock down those shots. What Suns fans would be saying. Why is Ish Wainwright shooting the ball? Why did we do more trade deadline? <laughs> Why is he shooting so much? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, and, but again, and I think I think Chris Paul's also going to get a ton of open oh, looks. And he got a ton. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 the room he had to just sit there and ponder how he was going to shoot the ball yeah. was pretty telling. So I so I think this is shaping up well as he as he starts, starts to do the calculus on that. And, and Chris Paul's two steps ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul was the one counting guys on the floor. Right to make sure Dallas had enough guys up. Right, I mean he's a, he, right exactly. Yes. He's a as before anybody even had a thought of doing that. I love that play because it proves something without the, beyond the shadow of a doubt once and for all is that NBA officials can't count to five. <laughs> the madness tips off next week, and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text Bucks to six twenty six twenty to sign up, receive your bracket, and compete for your shot at over three thousand dollars in prizes. If if uh, you register before Sunday, you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card, courtesy of Mavericks. That's Bucks, B-U-C-K-S, to 620-620. Bick mentioned it. Things falling apart for some teams in the Western Conference, and we'll focus on one of those teams next, the Memphis Grizzlies. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. The league investigation uh, just started on Saturday. Uh, This is not the first time that they've investigated uh, allegations around John Morant with uh, a a possible firearm. And that has been uh, part of league probes really going back a year now. There's not a definitive timeline. I mean, we have said that it's going to be at least these two games. You know, we're taking it one day at a time. I mean, this is going to be an ongoing healing process. Um, So um, I I can't comment in terms of what the exact timetable is going to be because it's really not a timetable situation. Adrian Wojnarowski on uh, ESPN talking about this not being the first time that the NBA is looking into a gun incident with John Morant. That was Taylor Jenkins, mm-hmm. the head coach of the Grizzlies, being vague, and I think vague by design because there's not a whole lot of answers right now on how this investigation will go. The NBA is looking into it. The Colorado police in Glendale, Colorado, are looking into this incident now uh, from early Saturday morning where John Morant on Instagram Live flashed a gun and here we go again. He's away from the team. The Grizzlies have a uh, game tonight, a national
nationally televised game in L.A. against the Lakers on TNT. You'll have no LeBron James and no John Morant because of uh, what's going on with Memphis. You ever notice how the only time they ever use the word brandishing is with a gun? The firearms, specifically. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, There's certain things that the the words only mm -hmm. get used in certain situations. Brandishing. The word canoodling only comes up when it's two celebrities (laughs) at a restaurant in Hollywood. That's That's a good one. Looming. Looming deadlines. We like that. Looming. Yeah, I like that. Staving off. Staving off elimination. The The only uh, time you stave off anything. Right, right. So the uh, so I, I think a couple things here. I think when it comes to John ja Moran, I think that this thing can be relatively quick. If this is nothing more than immaturity and entitlement and a spoiled kid who's kind of gotten wayward, I, I I think this thing can be done in and in the NBA's rearview mirror within a week and a half, two weeks. I think that if there's anything else tied to this, it it might it might derail the Grizzlies' entire season. By that I mean if there's substance abuse, if there's alcohol dependency. There's reports Stephen Adams in a team meeting uh, basically, oh, here, you got it. Go yeah, ahead. this is a Shams yeah. reporting this, uh, yep. that what happened before this incident in Colorado. And what's more is, I'm told guys that there was a players-only meeting recently where Stephen Adams, their veteran center, he spoke out about how the team needs to show better discipline on the road, how um, they need to stay away from going out uh, when they're on the road. This team is 12-20 and 20 on the road this year. They're stellar at home, but that's a poor road record for them and I'm told those in the room when Steven Adams spoke out they knew exactly who he was directing this to it was no one other than John Morant and so clearly John Morant still went out in the early hours of Saturday that video was posted with the gun and there's questions was the gun his did he have a license was he traveling with the gun where did the gun come from was it a friend's how many other weapons were there is it even legal to carry a weapon in the area that they were at so there's a lot of questions that not not only local authorities and also the league need answers. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, part like, part of it from Shams. And the question is number one: it would be how how are you so dumb to to be the star of your own Instagram video in this? How is this not? Right. So- he, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was agreeing with you. Yeah, no, that that would be question number one. Yeah, you're your own editor there. Well, what do you, you control right. what, the message that's right. going yeah. out? You are not in the background of another person's right. video. You right. put that out. Right. Yeah. Yes. Now, Colorado is an open carry state. There are exceptions. One of the exceptions is it's illegal to possess a firearm when you're under the influence of alcohol. I watched the video. It, it is a good law. It's impossible <laughs> to tell from the video. Right. But certainly you can make an assumption the way Ja was, was acting. He was certainly... Festive. Giddy and giggly yeah, and yeah, festive yeah, during all right, of that. Yeah, right. He was emotive. He was like Jarrett singing. He was bobbing his shoulders and moving around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I you know, I, I agree with you 100% here. And so I so I think it's, if for, for people who don't know, it's it, it does take discipline for NBA teams and players to shut it down after the games. There's a whole subculture out there waiting for NBA players when games get done. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and it's very, very, very seductive to NBA, especially young NBA players not, all that free love not like it used to be though that's true this is true. A, i mean this is kind of a throwback to pre-social media mm-hmm. America and pre-social media NBA. Yeah. It was a regular occurrence. You got into town and it was just kind of understood. You're going out, you're hitting the town and hey, we'll, we'll deal with the consequences yeah. later and hey, maybe I'm hung over at shoot around. But for the most part with the money that's involved now with um, the, the sports science that's involved now, most of these guys 
And, and, and the generation and, that likes to stay home and play video yes, games. Yes, and you can prove it because it yeah. doesn't come out on social media. Right. Most of these guys are, are minding their P's and Q's on the road. That's Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I think it is definitely a fading mindset, which is why it's shocking that a guy like John Morant, with the whole world in front of him, would be going back that way to where he came from. So, so I again, this is, this is an interesting story because it rises above. Because in the NBA, there's a lot of people who have seen this story before in different iterations, different incarnations. Um, I've listened to Jalen Rose and Rick Buecher and Stephen A. Smith talk about Allen Iverson and covering him. There have been other examples of guys like this. And so no one quite knows what the issue is with John Morant other than suddenly there's a lot of stuff happening around him that the uh, there's a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. This is a really good basketball team that I think would be, a, would be an impediment to the Phoenix Suns, even with Kevin Durant if they could get their stuff to together. Yeah. You but, s- but they they the more and more you're seeing this and listening to this, the more and more you think this John Morant might need a full off season of sort of <laughs> sort of self-help if you know what I mean. Which has got to I mean for and I'm not going to say it's all the Memphis Grizzlies because we've talked about their culture, their on-court culture, the way they rub people the wrong way. They are a very brash team filled with bravado. They kind of become the, the league villain this year. This is before any of these stories about John Morant came out. But for a guy like Stephen Adams who's a veteran, who's been close to the top a few times. Imagine how frustrating that is, that that's a possibility. And you said something interesting earlier. I agree with what you said, that the NBA, you know, this police investigation, this NBA investigation could wrap up pretty quickly. But on the John Morant front, the way the Grizzlies are terming this, the way John Morant worded it in his statement from his agency, whoever was responsible for that statement, it talked about going getting away, taking some time to get some help. Yeah. That is not something that happens quickly. No. That's not, no. hey, you know what? I'm in the process of getting help, but my team also needs me. So, so I gotta, I'm going to get gotta, help real quick. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm going to get microwave help here and get back to my team and then get back to, yeah, no, you're right. And, I, and that, again, may, that may be the outcome, but mm-hmm. that's not the way it's been presented it, so far. Again, no, that's exactly right. And so you've got a basketball team that had a real super high ceiling, so I'm, I'm sure that the stress inside the Grizzlies headquarters about what are we doing about this? Are we, uh, can we get our arms around this? Can we get back to being the team we were back in October, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's still time left, but it, it's this is it's interesting because this is one of the most talented outfits out there, and they they are in peril of being a non-factor. Yeah, like I said yesterday, yeah. I had a bad weekend with this jaw stuff, and then Brandon Clark out for the year, one of their key bench players. He, he's more important. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Totally agree. And, and so and he's one of those guys that supplies that on-court energy, yeah. and they don't the have work that ethic, anymore. The dirty stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Why is it veteran quarterbacks just can't go away? We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. Number one rumor I heard at the Combine, not in terms of a lot of yacht chatter, but this this one just blew my mind. Tom Brady may not be done after all. <laughs> what? <laughs> a couple people are like, just you, just hang on, just you wait. Well, wait for and I'm what? Like, what I'm are you I'm, waiting for? I'm like, he's Instagramming out videos of his cat. Yeah, it's you know? trips. Yeah. He was at UFC over the weekend. I know. 
But it doesn't look like he's getting uh, big, big and fat, does it? And and that he just let, like let it play out. Let's see who wants what. And and the one place that folks are saying keep an eye out for is Miami. And if the Dolphins cannot somehow, if they get somehow some way, um, a you know a, a doctor's report, a piece of information from a medical evaluation of Tua that he may not be ready to go and suddenly there's Tom Brady sitting in Florida where his family is located and where he can easily locate himself. Keep an eye on that, I was told by a couple of birdies. That's Rich Eisen from his show yesterday. He spent some time in Indianapolis at the Combine and sharing all the things that he heard. There's a lot of gossip yeah. that goes on in the, at the Combine in Indianapolis. It's kind of become its own sub, subculture. When the work is done in the restaurants and bars of Indianapolis, lots of talking happens. Uh, but to hear that Tom Brady might not be done, if that was the case, if you just heard that portion of it and said, all right, and... He might be thinking about coming back, and there's one team that might be interested. If you didn't know the team, you'd probably guess Miami. Mm -hmm. It it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to disparage Tua Tungavailoa, who had a really good year, but obviously there are concerns moving forward with him. Um, He was in the concussion protocol for a really long time after the season was over. He was, indeed. Um, And so you have to have those concerns moving forward. Uh, they've got a pretty good football team that is built to win right now, but not without the quarterback. Tom Brady could be that guy, uh, um, even though he said yeah, for listen, good when he when he posted his own retirement video. I, I'm sure Rich Eisen talks to uh, big time people, especially at the combine. He's part of the he's part of the pageantry of the NFL Combine. So I, I, I'm I'm not here to question the validity of his information. In fact, I, I'm very interested by it. I just think it's interesting that this the idea of being the Dolphins quarterback that scenario was out there when Tom Brady retired, when he filmed that video standing in the sand and all that stuff. He knew at that very moment that Tua's future in Miami is way, way up in the air. So it it would have to be something different than just the opportunity to bring him back, in my opinion. But again, it just you never know how a month, two months away is going to going to affect him. Larry Fitzgerald stepped away from the game of football. The, The gravitational pull of football never brought him back. I'm sure maybe it was close a couple of different times. I know that that I'm sure a couple of different times and other teams reached out to him. He may have thought, hmm, hmm, what Her- would it be like? Hmm. And I may be. Kurt I, Warner, we know, like, was tempted a few times. Oh, yeah. Never, well, we and, talked about it on yeah, this show several yeah. times. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to compare the Tom Brady situation with that of, of Larry Fitzgerald, and this might be completely unfair to Tom Brady, he'll get over it, I'm sure. I, but it seems like. Larry Fitzgerald had a very rich, wholesome life to pursue outside of football, mm-hmm. whether it was business, travel, family, all of those things. Tom Brady's life is kind of, you know, it, it's been in, in upheaval yeah. recently. Listen, you think about moments of exhilaration. Okay, I'm in a, I'm in a rock cover band that's performed in front of thousands of people at times, 
And that feeling is unbelievable. You're a PA address announcer. You're part of an energy exchange. That feeling is unbelievable. Jared, the feeling when your Fogo to Chow waiter came in for the third time. And you're like, this is unbelievable. I can keep eating. Euphoria. Euphoria. That The, the three feelings I just shared here, multiply it by a million, and you get what football players get on a Sunday afternoon. Sarah as the on-court host Sa- down right. at the McHale Center. Sarah as a national champion oh cheer oh. and world and champion? yeah oh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to tell you short Sarah <laughs> international <laughs> champion that's okay hey wait a minute champion. were there really squads from different countries yeah really yeah Wow. We went to Germany. It was awesome. Uh, but yes, your point stands. Come on, it's you a- staying with the Eberflus family, don't you know? That's right. That's why she does the accent <laughs> so right. perfectly. You, My personal close friend, Machu Eberflus. <laughs> All right. What do you think she got the accent? Jared, what was right, the reaction so, yeah. the, the other 11 times your waiter came up to the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I like you. He's right on, on the fact that th- this is why... You know, boxers can't retire. This, this is why yeah. you see, you know, bands like the Rolling Stones and Kiss Same. like go out there when they're seventy can't years stop. old. Can't stop. The Part energy of it. that you get from from doing it's the something energy like exchange that. Exchange is what it is. Not just the energy. It's it's I'm going that way, and you're giving it back to me this way. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but it's part of it. The other part of it is money. And you said something, too. If it's just, hey, Tom, we want you to be our stopgap quarterback for a year. I don't think there's any interest there. But there might be a promise of ownership stake. That was rumored Uh, last Mm offseason. It could be very lucrative for Tom Brady to come back out of retirement. Mm -hmm. And he could also then delay his stand-up comedy career. (laughs) Oh, man. We don't want him taking any stage time from Jarrett. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, you real? I don't. Do you really think the money has that much to do with it, though? At this point in his career, and this yes. point you would in be his surprised. life, yes. you would be. You would be so surprised at how much it does matter, even to athletes who have more than you could, more than they could even imagine. Mm-hmm. It becomes so much part of the status. But with, think about the alimony he's already getting from Giselle, though. That's right. So he doesn't oh, need oh, oh, oh. Uh, the real breadwinner. Did you see his, did you see his yacht? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I he's, did. Not, he's not hurting for cash. We'll she say that. Cheeks, cheekbones, and was right. that the UFC? Here's more from, uh, no, I didn't see his cheekbones. <laughs> well, his bones, yes. He didn't have any flesh on his cheeks. Uh, Rich Eisen also, something else he heard at the Combine about another annoyance of a veteran quarterback. Number two on the list. Rumors I heard at the Combine. The Packers sure hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come back. (laughs) They sure hope that when he comes up with his decision, it is, I wish to retire or I wish to be traded elsewhere. They do not want his response to be, let's run it back. When I say I heard that over and over and over again, it's just like you have no idea what's going on there. And you know, you have you know and all of that. I do once again have I cannot sit here and say I have facts from ground zero in Wisconsin and clearly, you know, Rogers has told you through his many appearances, certainly on McAfee's show, that nobody, like a very, very small subset of people know what he's thinking. I'm saying hot rumor at the Combine is the Packers want an answer from Rogers to be no more. Because they also, I don't think, want to be the ones to 
and the relationship. Right. I think the last thing he said there is very, very valid. The Green Bay Packers have put up with Aaron Rodgers for a long time. And you put up with somebody when they're the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. When you're winning a ton of football games and you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. If you're going to be uh, you know, a, a constant, I don't know, source of outside news and distraction for a 500 football team. It's not worth it anymore. It's not worth it anymore. But I could also see the Packers. Could you imagine being in that situation? This guy who's played 15 years as the starter and has accomplished what he's accomplished in winning MVPs. You don't want to be the side that says, you know what? No, that's true. We're we're moving on. Yeah, It's it's got to be Aaron Rodgers' decision. Yeah, that's a very, very very good point. Yeah, you're right. Uh, But again, I don't think it, it... we, we talked about what's weird about this is that this is the second legacy quarterback in a row that is kind of <laughs> ejecting on weird terms with in, that franchise. Green Bay, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's whatever. But but I do think I do think that that's accurate. You don't want to be the team. You, you don't want to be the ones that just kick him to the curb because, you know, then 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 he's going to weaponize that. Do you think it's a situation where it's Jets or nothing? For Aaron Rodgers, are you are you comfortable? He's been so vo- he's been so vocal at not l- allowing San Francisco to be a possibility, which I I find to be fascinating. He was initially linked to the Raiders, but I haven't uh-huh. heard much buzz about that lately. Right? Yeah, I think probably the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are bust. See, I'm getting close to that, but mm-hmm. Jared brought up the other team that could be a player in all of this. I think the, the Raiders. Ra- the Raiders could be. He can get a taste of those world-class facilities uh-huh. and that tremendous family treatment the Raiders yeah. have. The, good, the greatest team barber. <laughs> get, get yourself a bowl cut. Yikes. Yikes. Hey, Aaron right. Rodgers has had every other hairstyle. Yes. Maybe it's time for the Mark Davis bowl cut. <laughs> Coming up next, KD Mania has hit the valley, and it hits in a big way tomorrow night. We'll get into the latest with the Suns next. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.